We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Go. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pragmatic Doulas podcast. We're growing and growing. I know we can see Stephanie's face. Look at her. Yeah, this will be the first time you are actually on YouTube. There, there might be new people who've never seen your face. This is true. Yeah. Now look, you there you are. I'm a fourth person. There you go. You're not a blank. You're not just a blank anymore. Yeah. And we have a and we have a guest today again. Like we are just killing the guest. Last week we was it last week we did our book club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh crap. Uh, yeah, so we had guests then. Now we got another guest. Like, I'm what so excited. is happening? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Here, our our synapses are firing and on all levels. It's doesn't usually happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I am so excited about this guest. So let's let's get started with the land acknowledgement, and then we will introduce our yeah. guest. All right. Yeah. I'm doing the land acknowledgement. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, So we would like to begin by acknowledging the land on which we gather and which the region of Peel, where I live, operate and live and raise my family, is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe-Chippewa peoples the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are the direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We're grateful to have the opportunity to work and live on this land, and by doing so, give respect to its first inhabitants. All right, awesome. Good job, good job. All right, now I am very proud to announce that our guest, Jody. would you like to introduce yourself? Good morning, I would love to. Um, my name is Jody Congdon. Um, am I the only non-Canadian? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. We used to do this. We used to do this together, like in at my kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, in person. And hopefully soon you'll be able to do it again. Um, so I'm from Boston, the Boston area. Um, and I own Hip to Heart, which is concierge care for uh, during and after pregnancy. So Basically, um, it's an agency that does labor doula care, postpartum care, and lactation support. I started off as just a a postpartum doula um, and then added lactation. And then eventually I started training, uh, doing postpartum doula and lactation educator trainings for Kappa. And then a couple of years ago, um, I had... Um, I got engaged and um, we had some family illness and I took a step back from doing private care and really tried to figure out how to stay in the game and stay relevant and I transitioned my business into an agency so fast forward here we are Um, and I also do some um, additional business training so uh, for birth professionals specifically uh, focusing on the business side. Right, and that's where I met you at the Kappa conference. Yeah. Um, and your uh, you were the first speaker actually as a bonus speaker, and I'm so pleased. Um, 
and listen to your talk on um, like digital doing, yeah, doing yep. digital um, classes and things like that. And I was like, fire lit under my butt. Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's get moving. Let's try and do this. It's a perfect time for it too. And, you know, I hate saying like COVID, you know, benefited people in some way, but I feel like for all of us who were doing hands-on care as our only, you know, means of, of work, um, having to pivot really quickly into virtual care and virtual classes and all of that, and then sort of figuring out how to make that like a sustainable thing. So now we're, you know, pivoting again and moving towards digital. And even when we go back to in-person care, those digital courses and anything that we're doing um, can still be available to anyone. So they're, you know, it's just passive income for us as we continue to, you know, go back to um, in-person care or do things virtually still, however that looks. Um, I think, you know, in our area, it's going to be, um, a mix of both for a while and I'm you know hearing more about the winter bringing on you know less in-person and more virtual so um, perfect perfect timing to get stuff done online absolutely I'm so excited about the potential and moving forward I mean the potential is incredible so I think we wanted to talk about and actually we were and I'm sorry if this sort of jumps you in a direction maybe you weren't planning on going but we were talking about um, we were going to talk about maybe social media and how that how we can sort of utilize social media to benefit and promote and all of this stuff yep we also wanted to maybe talk about promotion in general of you know something sure. that you have and and how we can do that better yeah i mean there's there's a, a tasteful way to promote and then a a weird kind of icky feeling way to promote and um there's yeah I, I think too on social media um you know you don't want to bombard people and you don't want to be like disrespectful of their space or their groups or anything like that but you know you definitely want to get your message out so trying to figure out how to do that is sometimes tricky but when you figure it out though and you have like a rhythm to to talk about your business or um even you know when someone likes or uh, follows you on Instagram, you know, send them a quick DM and say, hey, thanks for the follow. Um, here's a little more about me or here's a little bit more about what I do if you were interested. And um, either they are or they aren't, but it's not, you know, totally spammy and um, it's informational and it's also you're thanking them for following you. Um, and it's, you know, hopefully genuine. And I do that when people follow me who I know will be, are interested in what I have to do. Um, I get people who follow me who, it seems like we're not connected at all. Um, and mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't DM them. Um, I might say thanks for the follow, but I don't think they're interested in anything that I have going on. So I don't, you know, sort of, um, you know, pursue that in any way. And I would say probably- So, so sorry, so then you don't DM the old guys named Bob? Uh, <laughs> no. Have like zero posts and two followers? You so don't I don't get that? Bob, but I do get, um, a lot of foreign men who are like bodybuilders. Um, what is that? Or in the army? Where on yes. earth they think we're connected? I don't. I don't. There's not one hashtag that I put out there that would want them to be part of my. Or you, you, one guy who'll say, 
you open up a message and they send it to like, you know, you've got the two different message streams and then somebody just says, Hey, gorgeous. And I'd be like, what do you want? This is a business account. Are you interested in doula services? Stop doing that. That's really creepy. Don't be an asshole. I don't even ask. I'm just like, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired now. Now I don't have enough time. find their way to my account. So you terrified to engage. Nope. Nope. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. It's like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't even say stop it. I'm, I just go right to the next thing. I find that weird. I find that weird. I would never in a million years, you know, follow someone or message them or whatever for like any other reason besides what they're putting out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's like, my picture is my logo. There's not even, I don't take pictures of clients or really bellies or I mean, anything that could be, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. So, so, right. so what's the, so what makes it, what's that icky side? Because I think for me, when it comes to promotion and especially social media, I am so back from things. I like, I won't, I would also feel like, ooh, like, do I message them to thank them? I don't want to bother well, them. I, I don't want to. Like, oh, you know, you can buy this thing here, but I never, it never, is salesy. Um, a lot of times I'll just say, oh, you know, if you're interested in, you know, learning more about the business, you know, side of the birth community, um, I have this really great group on Facebook. And I usually say, um, next week we're doing a Zoom call. Like, so next Wednesday we're doing a Zoom call about goals, but um, we're talking about our, like our end goals. What is your, what is, what is the place you want to be where you say, okay, this is it. Like, this is what I've been striving for. Um, so I'll add that. I'll say, um, you know, thank you for the follow. If you're interested in learning more about the business side of birth, I have this great Facebook group next Wednesday at 8 PM Eastern time. We'll be doing a zoom call about, um, you know, goals. And then I'll do some sort of like fun emoji. Um, that way it's like, I'm letting them know about the group, but giving them a little bit of information about things we do in there without having it be like, you know, we learn about marketing and network. I mean, I don't want it to be this long thing. So I usually plug in one thing that we're doing like the following week. So it gives them time to, to join and prepare. I, I find that the people who do that, who, who I follow, who then DM me in return are like fitness coach people. They get a lot of those. Yeah. Like, if you want to lose like 30 pounds in 30 days or, um, yeah. you know, this challenge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of those people out on Instagram and, um, they drive me insane because none of them, uh, reflect me and I don't feel like any of them will ever understand my needs. So the yeah. So these are the people that I send these things to, um, in their profile, it says, you know, doula childbirth educator. Um, I sometimes look at their website or I look at their Facebook page. Like I definitely make sure, but most of, most of them on their bio, it says like, you know, doula, so yeah. I, I'm like, okay, you're my people. Like this Those is there. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, you're going to, you, you, there's, it's likely you're going to want to hear some of the things I have to say. Um, but yeah, I would never set, try to sell anything to anyone ever or have them like, you know, look at this page for the course that I teach or anything like that. But then, and I think that's where that sort of ickiness comes from. Because yeah. when you get those people, you know, like the fitness people, um, like I had one that, you know, even when I said, you know, I really appreciate sort of what you've sent me, really don't have the funds right now to do that. 
and came back with, oh, you can always find money and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, I say that. okay, you're starting to get a little bit yep. pushy. And yes. no, don't I don't have the money. My love. <laughs> well, people, like, I, that's you. happened to me where people will say, you know, oh, I have this great like nutritional whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, if it's pricey and then they'll, you'll say, you know, no, thank you. Um, then they'll come back and they'll break it down. Well, you're spending, you know, an average of $5 at Starbucks. And I'm like, that's my life. I said, I'm not interested. Like, I don't yeah. care if you break down what the cost is. Um, so yeah, that's creepy. And that, I don't like that. That's an automatic no for me. And that's like that multi-level marketing where they're like, you know, really pushing and pushing and pushing. And yeah. I think that's where that scripted too. I think they oh, yeah. have like a script for, if you say no one time, here's what you say. If they yeah. say no a second time, here's like the third come, you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, that is a, an, an automatic no. No. And I, and I think that's where, you know, I definitely don't, as far as promotion goes, don't want to get into that. Mm -hmm. Like I love the. I love the thing I heard, um, you know, no like trust like yeah. that. If you know me and you can relate to me and you think that I can help you in some way and you trust that I can do that, then that's sort of, and that's why even with, um, uh, what do you say? social media and Instagram and stuff, I've started to become a little more personal in sort of what I put out there. Whereas before it was like all just, you know, curated pictures and things like that. It didn't really have anything to do with me as a human. So I think this is like the perfect sort of segue into like things you can do, um, you know, for, for exposure and, and sales and things like that on Facebook, start a Facebook group. That, that is like my most favorite thing to tell people. I have my business Facebook group and it is so like little sales and so much like true caring, caring about like what is happening to the people in the group um, and helping them. And that actually, it, that, that's like the no like and trust factor right there. Like I think there's like almost a thousand people in the group I think they really do know me. Like I'm in there all the time. I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about my business and you know, my family, I talk about very little, but, and I'm constantly asking about their lives and their businesses. And, you know, I, I prompt a lot with, you know, questions that get them to talk about themselves. And, um, I really do, you know, they do get to know me and, you know, I would like to think they like me. Um, but they do trust that I have something to offer them that is going to take them from where they are now to where they want to be with their business. And, um, I very, I, I very rarely sell in there and I probably should try to sell a little bit more. Um, but the conversation just naturally go in a direction where it's just sales is not in the forefront of my mind. Um, and, but I do, when I do, you know, one-on-one -on -one calls, they're free and you can call me anytime and chat about your business. Um, there's a tiny bit of selling at the end because there's something that I can sell you that you're looking for, right? Um, but my group is really, really mainly about working on your business in a very genuine way. Um, and it's, yeah, that has been hugely successful for me. Um, in, tra in, in transitioning into, you know, sales at the end of the day. Um, but it's definitely a, a big part of what I, you know, what my work is on a daily basis is being in that group, being present. So for, so you're, 
uh, sort of like a business coach. Is that, would that be an accurate description? Yeah. Um, so, so and I do have groups. I, I do, I do have groups for everyone. I train for postpartum doula and lactation. Um, I have my page and that's more birthy, um, you know, more birthy information, more stuff about, you know, postpartum care and things like that. But the business group, yeah, is just solely for business stuff. And I do a lot of coaching in there. Okay. So for you, it makes sense. Then the people who are in your Facebook group are doulas who are interested in learning more about business, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So what would an ordinary doula, you know, somebody who just, who goes to births, does some postpartum and that's what they do. And that's their gig. What yeah. would a person like that have, like, what would a, a Facebook group consist of for uh, an ordinary doula like that? There's, there's so many things you can have, you know, for your group. And an example, I'll get to your question in a second, but I was just talking to someone last night who does birth and newborn photography and their group is not growing. Um, they have some, you know, past clients in there and some of their clients, friends and family, which I didn't really understand. But I said, what if you started a group for photographers who are looking to get into birth and newborn photography? then you can talk more about the actual photography and technique and things like that. Um, and maybe that would turn into some sort of coaching or course or something because that's your expertise. Um, it's funny with, with birth because it's a finite amount of time you go through it and then you're postpartum and then all of yeah. a sudden your kids are 10 and you're still in this group for like, you know, pregnant women. Um, but as a doula, you could have, you know, maybe a group for providers, right? You could have a group for, for OBs and midwives and nurses who want to learn more about the, the doula side of birth. Um, and I feel like that is huge now because now that the doula community is growing leaps and bounds, the, the medical side needs to learn more about what we're doing because we're there, right? Um, you could have your group for pregnant women and you know postpartum. You could have a group for other doulas in your area to either collaborate or you know um, you could be the leader and the expert and you know sort of do have some guidance and some you know education. There's lots of things you can do with your group other than just you know um, the 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 pregnant clients. Um, but I think just kind of trying to figure out who your ideal clientele is for what, whatever direction you're going in and, and having a group for that. As long as you're in there and you're genuine and you're interesting, it grows. You know, if you post one thing, you know, every couple of days and you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a motivational quote, there's no reason for me to comment on that. Like, but if you ask me, you know, one of the biggest, you know, posts is how long was your labor? If, you know, zero to five hours is the red heart, you know, you get like 7,000 people answering because they want to tell you how long their labor was. Like that's a huge part of, you know, their life and they want to talk about it. Um, and then the one person who puts like 48 hours, everyone else who had a crazy labor comments, oh my God, I was in labor for three days. And then you start this like community of people who have had long labors and they start connecting and, you know, you pipe in and comment and, you know, so you want to, you want to engage in there in a way that allows people to engage too. Um, you know, polls, when someone puts a poll up, you know, you put your dot in and that's it. Um, so instead of doing things like that, give them options to comment on because Facebook only likes the engagement. They like the comments. They like the likes. They don't care if you, if they don't care about a poll. 
and you want the most people possible to see what you're posting. So you have to have, you know, good engagement for Facebook to acknowledge that your group is, you know, a good one. Um, and then it starts, you know, random people will start getting these, um, you know, a group that you might like, and then they suggest your group because it has really great engagement. Um, so you have to finesse it. You definitely, it takes some work to, to get your group up and moving, but once it, like, my group right now, probably I would say two months ago, people, more people started posting, asking questions, and those are getting great engagement. I don't always have to be the leader. Like, someone will ask about, you know, a marketing thing, and other people will chime in, and then I chime in, and um, a lot of times I'll say, let's get on Zoom and talk about this. And then you have, you know, three times as many people on there. And um, so I have to do a little bit less, you know, in the group now. Um, I'm still in there multiple times a day, but people are really starting to like take the reins and, and, and get in there and, um, you know, lead a little bit, which is nice. So Suzanne, I did, so I just started actually last week, um, created a, a Facebook page, a Facebook group for those that are taking my prenatal class. Now I'd done that in the past, zero, got mm -hmm. nothing, nobody even wanted to join, nothing. This time around, I sent it out and I've talked about it, not just in the prenatal class, but also in the infant care class where the same people are potentially going <clears throat> and I, I've got like 12 <laughs> got like 12 now I just started last week um, but the and the first post I did was actually telling one of my birth stories so I told um, Allie's birth story because nobody needs to hear Will's it's horrifying um, but now I'm like okay well now now hearing this, I'm like, okay, how can I get them engaged? Because I think that's the thing is creating this, but then uh, getting that maintaining engagement. It. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the maintaining it because I mean, I barely leave the house anymore. So you know, what else am I doing? <laughs> but it's a matter of, you know, I think for me, it's finding that engagement because I have a, I have a mentoring group too. And I'll post a question and what would you do Wednesday and things like that. And I get like one comment or two and it's like, for God's sake, people, you join this group. Yeah. What do you need? They may not be seeing it though. Like that's, it, that's frustrating sometimes to be like, hello, are you out there? Like you joined this group, you know, pay attention. And then they're like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Like that, I think, how do I, how does that change? Yeah. Uh, you just have to, you, you have to keep engagement going and i think you know when you start a group inviting so is your group just for people who have taken your course or could it be for no well it used it? to be oh. because i used to be a kappa trainer um a while ago yep. so it started as being just those that i had trained and actually funnily enough had more engagement but then i started when i stopped being a trainer i thought well i can open this up to others who have taken training mm -hmm. the only thing that i insist on is that you already have to be trained Mm -hmm. I don't want people in the group that are, you know, what course did, what training did you take? And I'm like, Ugh, just, yep. take, just, I've already told you a billion times what to do. So um, do you have, are your membership questions set up as such, you know, so you yep. say, you know, what training have you already taken or any, do you understand you already have to be trained? Yep. So maybe throw a little contest in there. Um, you know, if everyone invites three people, cause you can see, 
when people, you know, join your group, you can see who invited them. Okay. You know, all you have to do is invite three people. And then at the end of the week, um, I'm going to do a, pick a random, you know, number. So um, I always do that. And then I'll assign everyone a number and I do like a random number generator on my phone and I send like a $20 Starbucks gift card. Wow. I mean, people will jump through a hoop of fire for a $20 <laughs> Starbucks gift card. No joke. It's I mean, true. I would, I will invite, how hard is it to get on there and think of three people who would be, especially in the birth community, you know, 10,000 people who would be interested in this group, whether it's for pregnant people or whatever, you know, 10,000 pregnant people too. Um, invite three of them. All you have to do is say, invite to the group. I mean, it's so easy. And then it grows your group by like 300 people over the week. Here's, here's my issue. Cause we did, I did one of the people in my class actually had the idea of starting a Facebook group for all of the people who took the classes at that hospital. But here's the thing. Um, people lose interest because they're only pregnant for so long. So the group is, is based on people who attended prenatal classes. Yep. But why are you going to, uh, six months after you've had your baby, that group mm. feels sort of out. But that's why I made the, the new group that I just created, because I was in that group. It was, yeah. And it was great for maybe the first couple months and then nothing. But yeah. this, this also, one. Also, I wasn't engaging. I wasn't like posting was, every day. And yeah, I wasn't either. Um, but I've made this one not a pregnant person's group, but a new parent group. And even, even when you're doing that, even if it's pregnant or a new parent, you know, maybe once a week say, you know, the moms and one-year-olds, what, what's your favorite product now? Um, the moms who have a two-year-old and are pregnant again, like, so sort of cycle through some other things. And that also, you're keeping the people who have one-year-olds engaged, but you're also hitting the people who have like a three-month-old who are like, okay, when, you know, six months from now, I'm going to need to start thinking about a high chair or this stroller, or, you know, when it gets nice in the spring, I want to start running. Oh, they're talking about strollers. So you're engaging multiple groups of people, but just in different ways. Okay. So my question is ultimately like bottom line, what, what's your objective? What's the point of a Facebook group? What are we trying to do here? Are, so you're trying to ultimately if you're teaching classes, sell your classes. If you're teaching a course, sell your course. So my ultimate goal in this obviously is to help everyone and you know their mother have the business they want. So a lot of that happens in the face group. But I also have a digital course. So I have a course that is a foundational course for when you are done with your training. Here are all the things that you need to do to, to get your business moving. It's $97, so fine you know, you, you know me, you like me, you trust me, you buy my $97 course. You, you like what it tells you, you get your business going, but then for me, you know, you might need some additional coaching. So I do some one-on-one -on -one and some group coaching. So I've made, you know, some revenue on the digital course, but also people after that may want some, you know, coaching. So that's additional revenue for me. You also find out that I teach uh, a postpartum doula and a lactation educator training. So somewhere in your learning experience, you want to expand your services because you should have multiple, you know, revenue streams. Oh, uh, Jody teaches the, the lactation educator course. Um, I'm going to take it with her because it's virtual. Even though I live in California, she's in Boston. So for me, there's multiple revenue points that I, I touch on with every person in the group. 
um, whether they buy or not, you know, it's fine, but at least they're, they're learning about what I have to offer. Um, so for me, that's what that group is at the end of the day. Um, so I guess, you know, if you're, if you're trying to fill classes or sell something, you got to weave that into your group somewhere. Right. So, so sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say like for me, um, I'm hoping that, you know, some of the people that have joined this group aren't due until end of November into December. And my hope is, is that, you know, that maybe, and I haven't done this yet, um, but maybe that, you know, I can get the virtual doula thing in there. If not, then, you know, after they've had their class, then maybe it can be, oh, some virtual breastfeeding support and some virtual postpartum support and things like that. Even so a that, virtual support group, like, yeah. you know, five or $10 each week. Um, and you have a, like a legitimate series of, of postpartum support groups. And, um, you know, some of the ones that I do, they're free and they're each week and they're drop-in. Um, but some of the more like regimented ones that I do are a series that you have to buy. So they, they look a little bit different than the drop-in ones. Um, there's a topic, you know, there's a little more, um, you know, you get the same people each week because they purchase the series versus the drop-in. So there's like the, the social piece of it too. Um, so yeah, so I mean, there's, for you, there's many points in their pregnancy and postpartum that, you know, you could touch upon. So really the groups act as the opportunity for uh, like see, know, and like, or, or, you know, the, you build the trust component, even if you're not participating, you can watch how the leader of that group interacts and with you them. recommend, even though like someone in the group may not need me, they might have a doula friend who they're chatting with and she's talking about something and they're like, Oh, um, you know, this person, Jody, who blah, blah, blah. Um, she might be able to help you. Yeah. So it acts as that platform. It does the building through the interaction. Um, but also I think a really important part of um, having your Facebook group is part of your membership questions should be, would you like, you know, to give me your email address so you can, um, you know, stay on top of all the awesome stuff that we're doing. And that is huge for me. I have, you know, quite an email list from this group um, that I send out emails when I have a promotion or when I have one spot left in a training or when, so next Wednesday, we're doing that Zoom call about um, goals. I'll send out a reminder about it um, and make sure that everyone knows because you just really never know in your group who's seeing your stuff, but everyone gets the email that you send out and you can see exactly who opened it, who clicked on what. Um, so for me, that's a huge part of it because I, I, I have more like control over the email group than I do for Facebook group. Yeah. So that's a big deal. I think getting the email and not everybody says yes to it, but you know, eight and a half out of 10 people, say, you know, sure, exclamation point, and give me their email. Um, and then you have like, you know, some people who else, it, you know, it says, would you like to leave your email address so you can, you know, be in touch or whatever. And then a lot, some people write yes, and then like, don't give their email address. I'm like, well, how, do, how am I going to get it? Like, that's, I know you're excited, but like, you know, you gotta, gotta be a little more on top of it. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've grown my email list exponentially from just my Facebook group. So 
really and truly it is consistency, consistent engagement, um, and, 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 and being focused, is that, is that what I'm hearing too? Because you, you have ultimately in your head, we're not doing this for shits and giggles. Nobody's doing this because we just love to engage with people on the internet. This is a business. A few people do, but that's, I mean, no, I'm not doing that. It's not me. That's not me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a goal and it is a business strategy. That's why I'm on Instagram. It's a business strategy, even though I'm posting my puppy walks. Yep. Literally a business strategy because I want you to think it's cute that I'm going on walks with my well, puppy. People get to know you as a person. Like even though your business is you also, they want to see your puppy. I just got an email this morning. Um, my web designer got a dog. Um, and so basically I know that her and her wife lost their dog last year and they're, you know, they were waiting and blah blah blah. So now you know, we're anxiously waiting for her to get a new dog, right? Um, she's my web designer. Like, I, I mean, I pay her to do services from, I mean, she happens to be someone I went to high school with, so maybe bad example, but um, I want to know what your dog looks like. I'm waiting to see what your tiny puppy looks like. So, I mean, that's, you, you get to be sort of in their lives a little bit. So, yes, of course we want to see you walking your dog. Yeah. That's you. Like, that's my point is that, that, I'm not doing that just because I want everybody to see my cute puppy. I mean, sure I do, but it's on my Instagram business page. The background reason for that is because I want people to say, oh, I, you know, a doula with a nice little puppy would be a good thing or- Because well, it makes you real and relatable. Yes, yes, and endear yourself to people. 100%, that's a smart business strategy for sure. Yeah. Yep. Damn it, now I need to go get a new dog. Well, you, I have a 10 year old German shepherd. People love her. I mean, you don't have to get a new dog. But the reason why I got her. <laughs> She's like a business strategy. Oh my God. Oh my God. My dog just looked at me. Yeah. He's over here looking at me like, like don't you care? You think I don't understand I, what you're saying? I love you, honey. You're fine. You smell like skunk, but you're fine. Don't you're, worry. You're, I can't afford a new dog. Like, likes the dog too. That's the most important thing is that your community likes the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit about other, uh, we've talked about Instagram and, uh, Facebook, which are two of the, the big, big ones, but what yep. about all this, like Twitter? Is there a point to being on Twitter for bit? I don't, it's so much. I feel completely overwhelmed when I think about all these different platforms that are out there and I mean, you have to figure out where your audience is. Um, I'm not a fan of Twitter personally or for my business. Um, I will tell you, like my husband, my brother, they're on Twitter to follow people and read about politics and sports. Basically, that's what they do. Um, they don't ever engage or comment. They just, they read interactions between, you know, people and businesses. And um, so I, I don't use Twitter. Um, I don't think my audience is on Twitter, my ideal audience. My ideal audience is Facebook and Instagram. I will say though that there is, LinkedIn, like back in the day, um, I don't know how back in the day it really is, but was very corporate focused. Um, so when I was, you know, in corporate America, I used it all the time, right? Had my resume updated all the time. And then I, you know, had a kid backed off and started my own business and dropped it. 
Um, but now there's so much more to LinkedIn for people who are, you know, solopreneurs. Um, you can get on there and connect with people different than before. No one's looking for your resume. Um, you can link it to, you know, different things that you're doing. And um, I haven't ex explored that quite yet, but there is, um, I listen to um, Amy Porterfield's podcast a lot and she did a, you know, little social media one where she talked about Facebook and someone else talked about Instagram and someone else talked talk about um, LinkedIn. And I was blown away by what LinkedIn has to offer for us. Um, for all of us as, um, you know, one-off small business owners that I didn't think was relevant on LinkedIn. So, you know, when I have a free minute, it's on my, it's on my to-do list is get on LinkedIn, but my main, you know, Facebook and Instagram for me is like the absolute main focus. Um, Facebook more than Instagram for my audience, but definitely I'm, I'm, you know, Instagram is a close second. I still think though and, and I did a, um, a webinar on this a few weeks ago. The number one way to, you know, really grow your business is just to connect with people. I mean, honestly, like genuinely connect with them. Um, and now it's easier than ever because, you know, prior to COVID, I was actually physically sitting at, you know, Starbucks with someone having coffee and chatting about our business. But now that virtual coffee is like a, a real thing. Um, I'm connecting with people all over the country. so you know, whether they're providers or doulas or whoever they are, that's how my business grows by that sort of connection or we collaborate on something. So now my audience and their audience, you know, has learned a little bit more about me. Um, you know, they are recommending me or whatever that looks like, but connection is, is, is key. That is like gold, I think, no matter what. So even, you know, if you're connecting with people in your group or, the, you know, a, a lot of um, connections that I'm making are going into other groups, like other doula groups, or even, you know, less for me on the business side, but you could go into new mom groups and um, read what people are posting, read some of the comments. And if you have something, you know, to offer, offer it. But there's always something that catches my eye and I'll message that person and I'll say, hey, I saw your comment on this. I'm also a doula. Um, I would love to connect because you mentioned home birth or whatever it is. And then I, and I'll say, you know, do you have like 30 minutes for coffee? And I talk about whatever my purpose is for that. But I have no problem reaching out to a random person and, and letting them know why I'm reaching out. And most people are very receptive. There's always a person who's like, I'm really not interested. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but that's how you know, that connects to one more person and then, you know, it sort of just snowballs from there. But mm -hmm. I love doing that. I love, you know, and, and that's something that I think will never, you know, Facebook might fade out or whatever, like connecting with people will never get old ever. And people appreciate it most of the time. They appreciate, you know, you reaching out and having a cup of coffee. I've met people all over the country and all over the world, you know, in the birth community. Um, maybe I have something to offer them, maybe not you know, hopefully they have something to offer me, but that is that for me that I would put that as my number one way to, to reach people. So do you have any suggestions on how to get better at the social media thing? So I plan out my posts and whatever it takes me a thousand years to do it. 
and I know that there are uh, younger people, some people that I work with right now who they can just be like, and put it together, make all the letters and all the things and it's all sparkly and it's flashing and it's up and it's done. That would take me six months to just do that. <laughs> are, is, is there a way to learn, like, do you have pointers on how to get better at it? Is it just yes. doing it, doing it or what? Practice. Um, but take, you know, pick, like if you're using Canva, pick three templates that you love that have like similar colors to your business, but like different, you know, shapes or whatever. Use those three things. And then you just swap out the information or swap out the photo, but you, you have three templates that you're just rotating and then they all match and they all look nice, but they're, you know, different testimonials or different picture or different date or time or whatever. Um, so then they show up on your, you know, your templates and then you just keep using those same three. Um, and they don't have to be sparkly and they don't have to be animated or anything like that. But if you could take like, you know, a couple hours on a Sunday, maybe two hours, max two hours and plan out like the next two weeks of posts and then just schedule them. So basically it takes you off the hook for the next two weeks for your main things once a day, twice a day, whatever it looks like. If you have, you know, share Wednesdays or Saturdays or whatever it looks like, you know, you're posting those so you don't have to think about it. And then maybe once or twice a day, you pop in with something random, but schedule it, get it done. And then you don't have to think about it. And stick with the theme. Um, you know, until you feel like you can hop on and go boop, 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 and then post something. Um, I would just, yeah, I'd stick with the same couple of things and just, you can just swap out a few details so they don't look the exact same. Um, and it's fine. Like, yeah, that's, I'm always like, like squeezing my brain to be yeah, so all your stuff like matches yeah like it's just very the same templates and things like that and then the difference is really in and you can always swap a color in two seconds yeah Suzanne, or, or anyone who wants to do this um if you want to separate obviously from this hop on zoom with me for like 20 minutes i'll share my canva screen and or or we can get on your canva and we can create a couple of templates and then boom it's done for you it's, it's, I, I have I have about 15. I use Canva. I use Unsplash right now. I already, I have not templates that I use, but different designs that I've already chosen for like October and stuff like that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but and I find that I'm trying to like come up with new things all the time, come up with new oh, ideas. And content. Things. Okay. So yeah. what, what I started doing, I don't know if this is right. What I started doing was actually, so I had joined those mom Facebook groups to find out what are, what are parents wanting to know, blah, blah, blah. And then the whole, my husband left me, I've got blah, 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 may basically wanted my head to explode. So I actually went to Pinterest and, and pulled up, you know, did what does hashtag pregnancy get me? And then saw sort of what other people were doing and then just did those things. And that sort of triggered little, oh yeah, I could do that. Oh, and I could do that. And then you have your perpetual, <laughs> I wrote it all down. Yeah. yeah. What I'm going to do for the week. So that's what I do on Sunday. I do do them every morning. Mm -hmm. um, I don't schedule them out. I should I schedule mine because I don't um, 
I just won't remember. So I, I, actually, I actually subscribe to plan and plan organizes it yeah. and schedules it yeah. gives you a little reminder and you send it out and yeah. But if you could do like, um, you know, even like once a month, like in the, before the month starts, That's do what like I'm trying a, to do, I'm trying to do like planning, do like a complete like brain dump, just yeah. write down every possible thing you can think of yes. and then, you know, organize it into weeks. Like what would be relevant, you know, to like that week. Yes. And then, you know, you cross off a bunch of things that are ridiculous and then you're left with like five things each week and yeah. then just create those. But I find if you just sit there and like write down every single solitary thing that you can possibly think of and then organize it later, you know, you come up with a lot of content. Um, yeah. And then you can even like save, you know, the, something for like the next month if it doesn't fit. Yeah. Steph, what were you going to, were you going to say something? I was, it's gone now. <laughs> You've got medication brain. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot keep a thought. It is gone. As soon if it come, doesn't come out of my mouth, it goes off into the universe somewhere. <laughs> I tell I actually had to ask Suzanne about some wording yesterday because <laughs> because I I wasn't sure that I was putting things out there. You know when you're first pregnant and yeah. pregnant how to like spell your fucking name or something yeah. <laughs> that was where I was at um but I love what you're saying about the so Suzanne actually you that's what that's what it was Suzanne um the scheduling part and everything but my I'm wondering do you kind of organically throw things in there between the schedule posts like you're out and about and you know Ziggy butt looks particularly cute so you take a little weeble wobble picture of it or video like do you uh is that how you run it too? Also, I do that for stories. I do like more spontaneous things for stories. So okay. my planned and my stories are more, more spontaneous. So, or if I see like we yesterday we went for a walk and oh, but the, it was such a beautiful day. The light was shining in the, the in such a, in a really nice way. The sky was a beautiful color, and then a lot of the colors on the tree. So I took a lot of bunch of pictures of that. I haven't used them yet, but I have them on my phone and I'm going to use them somehow, some way. And I sat down and looked at October and there are certain things in October that for sure, like my daughter's birthday is going to be a post in October. Thanksgiving is going to be a post in October. I don't know what I'm going to do about those things, but I know those, I know that on Mondays, I want to start being really podcast promos for Mondays. So Mondays are kind of taken care of. And um, I used to always do podcast recording days on Thursdays, a story to do like about that. And that helped fill up little squares and boxes. So I didn't have to think about what should I put in those things, right? So th that's what I started to do. I'm working on filling up my at least half of October, planning it all out. So first, tell me if this is a good idea tell me if this is a good idea. <laughs> so what I do is I have an idea of what I want to do for, so for instance, I want to do like a recipe once I'm, once a week. So I'm going to just go through, I know that I want to do like soups for October. So mm -hmm. I'm going to just go to, to Unsplash or other places where there's nice pretty pictures and just get all the pictures and I've gathered all the pictures and next step is to write the stuff and then save it and schedule it. Is yep. that, is there a faster way to do it or is that the only way to do it? Um, I mean, unless you're like just taking a picture of the 
page of the recipe book. No, I mean like I'm going to do like a squash recipe, a squash soup recipe. So I just found like a, any picture of squash soup. Yep. Really pretty. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to talk about how, oh, the days are getting colder and blah, blah, blah. And here's a nice recipe for squash soup. And then I have it all saved. Um, I, that one, you know, I'm not using Canva, but I use different things to get images and whatever. Yep. So that's, that's what I mean. That's what I'm doing. Planning it out, getting the pictures, then writing the stuff, then scheduling it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any that's a, that's a, That one's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I mean, I, I would, I mean, if that was me, cause I mean, I'm not making the squash soup, but I well, want to make it. I'm just, no, 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 but I'm saying like, that's, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I would find a picture of squash. I'd have like a nice caption and then I would link to a recipe somewhere else. Sure. But I'm, I'm talking more about the planning is, is that an efficient way to plan or is there a faster, more efficient way to plan out your content? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you have to do all those steps if you're going to put it together. I mean, so that's really not the planning. That's like the, the putting it together is what putting the actual post together is what's taking you a long time. Yes. But that's, there's no shortcut that I'm missing. I'm not making myself do all this labor because I feel like, oh my God, are other people doing this in a faster than me or what? Or that's what everybody's well, no, because you're, I mean, your post has a few components in there. It has the picture, it has the caption, it has the recipe. I mean, so yeah, so putting all that together is time consuming. Okay, so that it is just what it is, fine. That one is just what it is, yeah. Um, what I was thinking too, and I don't know if you guys do this, but when I thought of this, this was a huge help. Cause I, just what you do, Suzanne, I take a bunch of pictures and I know I'm gonna use them for something business related, but I don't know what. Um, I have like a hip to heart folder on my phone. So I slide all that in just into one folder. So I'm not looking back through my photos and being like, where is that picture of the leaves? That's um, yes. And then I can thumb through them real quick and be like, oh, I'm gonna reuse that. Or like, I used that last year or whatever. Um, but they're all in like one separate folder. So I never have to look back. Great idea. See, I didn't think of that. Cause yes, that's me looking through what I've started doing is favoriting my pictures. So yep. that, ones that yeah. are getting little hearts on them, but putting them in a folder is a good idea. Cause I have tons of favorites too, but it's like, they're all of my kids. <laughs> like, so I'm not going to use those for business, but I slide them all into a business folder. And that way, like there's still like, you know, 3,700 pictures in there, but they're all business related. Or even if I see like a quote that I love, I snap a quick picture, stick it in there and I'll retype it at some point, but I just want to make sure that I get it into the, that folder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, it's, I'm trying to just cut, you know, any corners I can for time um, or for organization. Cause I feel like right now just my life is unorganized otherwise. So if I can keep one tiny bit um, organized, then I feel like I'm a little bit ahead of the game. Hashtags. Ish. Ish. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. What about hashtags? So again, the, although Suzanne might be posting a picture of squash soup. Yep. Or squash soup. Should we always be maintaining the same set of. No. How do we determine the right hashtags for us? So it's not like one, one of 3 million and it gets lost. Yep. So I think you always have to have different hashtags for your posts. Um, I would have, you know, some core ones. Like I always use postpartum doula, doula. Um, what else do I always use? Hip to heart. Hip to heart. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, I use um, birth boss. 
as one, but depends what you're doing. So if you use your regulars, like a couple of regulars, um, use for squash soup, let's say, um, you know, hashtag squash soup, hashtag, um, you know, oh, food for the soul, hashtag yeah. like October and something. Um, so get, you know, ones that relate directly to your post, you know, your regulars, and then a couple of ones like, you know, W-A-H-M, like work at home mom or like mom boss or something like vague-ish, um, but that relates to you and your audience. Because um, everyone who works at home wants to have a nice healthy meal for their family and love squash in October. Um, they may not be birth related, but you're getting them, you know, right. you're, you're getting their eyes on your, your page. Mm -hmm. And if you're gold mix. And you do not have, you can't just copy and paste all the ones from like that you always use. You got to change it up. Like Instagram doesn't like, like monotony. But, and if your goal is to reach other, so if you're working at this just from the position of a not dueling another doula, you're looking for this to reach parents, yep. then something along the lines of soup would still apply to preparing for postpartum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could reach multiple audiences. Like, you know, even, um, you know, first foods, like squash soup is an excellent first food for someone who's six, seven, eight, nine months. Um, toddler favorites. That's something that, you know, room temperature could go to daycare. I mean, there's so many things that squash soup could be good for, you know, prenatally, postpartum, toddlers, kids. I mean, now that all our kids are home, we need quick, you know, heat up things for our kids to eat when they have a break in school. Um, and it's just healthy. So now you could possibly, um, you know, get those fitness coach connections. Then they're going to have all their eyes on you and they're going to be, you know, hitting you up in DMs with their naked you know bodies being like "Ooh, that's a healthy option now you just upped my squash soup post <laughs> yeah you gotta um yeah you, i mean you gotta have sort of have your eyes on like the bigger picture and still really hone in on your like core audience it kind of it kind of requires a skill where you take something that doesn't seem like it can relate to anybody like squash soup. Yep. And you have to be creative. It relates to everybody. Yeah. Figuring out how does this thing relate to, yeah. to everybody like m walking my puppy. What does that have to do with anything except me and my life? Well, it has to do with exercise during COVID getting out, getting fresh air, mental health, connecting with nature and animals and so on. Like you've got to kind of like be creative and branch it all out. But you could even, you know, with the dog walking thing, you could sort of gear that into um, thinking about like postpartum families, like our, our fur babies were our first babies. So now that we have a new baby, um, do we need a dog walker? Like what are our postpartum needs? I mean, I, I would never want my dog not to get walked three times, but if I have a new baby or a toddler and I can't get out, what about in the winters? You're not wrapping up that whole baby to walk your dog for five minutes. Where are our doggy walkers locally, our dog hikers? Who can come walk our dog? Um, how important is, you know, dog and baby harmony? You know, our, now we have a family of plus one. Um, so you can incorporate that in multiple, you know, ways. Yeah. But still hit like your, your core audience. Well, see, that's the thing. It requires so much creativity in some days. It's just not like today. <laughs> it's low. The creative energy is low. You so, had like two hours of sleep, so yeah. So that's, that's not. That's, that's not enough. That's not enough. 
She was at a birth. I was at a birth. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta re. I gotta re, yeah. Re-energize. Re-energize. I know, I'm using caffeine this morning to re-energize. And I don't love that now you don't get a straw. I love it for the, from the environmental standpoint. So I'm never gonna use a straw again, basically. Um, but it does not make me happy. Did you see I was just drinking and then I had caught a piece of ice, so now I'm chewing the ice on camera, basically. Um, that does not happen with a straw. This you is need the to get list. no worries. You need well, to get some metal straws. Too. I mean, that's gonna happen when I don't want it to. Um, yeah, I have straws. I got straws in my car. I got straws in my bedroom. I got those metal straws, aluminum straws, and straws in the kitchen. I got straws everywhere. <laughs> I know it makes it more enjoyable. But I, I'm a I'm a straw biter, so I don't like the metal or the plastic ones. So basically, I'm stuck now with no straw. Um, and I will probably grow to be okay with it, but right now it's not as enjoyable. And I'm definitely like an iced coffee person. Yes. Um, yes. So it's a little less enjoyable now, but I, I like everything else. You shift and you just pivot. Go with it. Pivot. It's all about the pivot. <laughs> yep. You know, if awesome. one thing you laying has taught me, it's, you know, be flexible, pivot on a dime. So when they don't, when they stick the coffee out the window and there's no straw accompanying it, I just drive away. We <laughs> stick it in the, in the little in the little in the bin in the bin. Yep, with the long handle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So our Starbucks actually puts it in a mug. So I'm like, that's very difficult because it sometimes gets suctioned in there. Like oh. it fits just in the mug, so you have to like get it out, and it's awkward. It's not. It's not easy. Yeah. Oh, COVID. What you I know? Have. I know. How many times a day do I say, like, when this is over, I'm going to do A, B, and C? And then people are like, it's not going to be over. Like, it's what? It's never what over. I'm waiting for, like, one of these. <laughs> nope. The new way. On a, on a hockey stick. Yes. <laughs> window. Yeah. Yep. You get out of the box. And out Canada. That's how we do it in Canada. <laughs> we, strap the, we strap the internet or the, the, uh, the payment thing onto a hockey stick and push it out the window and go yep okay you down. Go buy your timmies that's yep. how it comes <laughs> okay oh, we don't have that here <laughs> that's mm. hilarious all right this was amazing thank yeah, you really helpful I, I do feel a little bit uh, energized um and uh like sort of recommitted to now that i know that i'm not doing it all horribly wrong yeah, yeah. It, just it sometimes takes like one thing. Like a few years ago, um, I I mentioned this before, but um, my dad got sick, and and I took a step back from doula care, and he eventually passed away. And um, this was in May, and I spent the whole summer just feeling like with a frown on my face. I did nothing, and then in September, I found um, a, a a business course. Um, in like Maine, in like Northern Maine. And it was like a six hour course. And I was like, you know what? I need something. I need to sit with other people. And like, I just need to like get back in the game somehow. And it was relevant-ish. Um, but I like drove myself up there, like sat. Um, I was pregnant at the time too. Um, sat for six hours and like drove home. So it was like a, you know, 13 hour like round trip thing. And it's like exactly what I needed. I got back and I was like, boom. like. I learned something today that I can use in my business. I felt creative on the way home. Like this is, I needed one thing to just push me like, in the direction of, you know, I'm back to myself. Um, and so, yeah, so sometimes it's little, sometimes it's like a, you know, 
like eight hour drive to Maine, um, round trip, not one way. But, and, um, yeah. And that's why I was really happy about the Kappa conference because even though it couldn't be live and I had planned to attend, Me too. Um, <laughs> it was, it always, always moves me forward. It always, you know, and it always comes in like September, October, which is awesome. Um, because this is usually the time where I'm like, I'm floundering. I don't like this. What am I doing with my life? Blah, blah, blah. But it's always something that's going to like light a spark under my ass and keep me moving forward. And I think, and even though some of the stuff I'm learning, I kind of already knew that it reminds me reaffirms yeah like why i'm doing this and and it and it also tells me yeah you know what you're doing <laughs> which i think is great so so yeah i mean i think attending those conferences and stuff is really great it, it inspires you to pivot too i think sometimes when we're getting tired of one thing we might not see that there's another path or a competition path and getting together with our community and networking and going to conferences and stuff like that. Sometimes it just, it, there's something that you didn't even think was a possibility for you. And here it is presented right in front of you. I mean, yeah, it's like it's getting like a refresh. It's like hitting a refresh button. And it might be even like something you hear in like another conversation that you're like, Oh, that would work for me. Like that's yeah. easy. And I can do that. Yeah. Um, I love, yeah. I love Kappa conference. And your course, so you mentioned that you have a $97 course. Um, actually, I do have a question. Sure. The, you said $97, and as soon as you said that, I thought, that's a peculiar number to come up with. Any particular reason why you came up with 97 versus, quite often you see things being sold for 99. I didn't know if you just did that to be a little different or? Um, no, honestly, so it's funny. I think, I think it's 132 Canadian because um, I had a couple of Canadians be like, is it 97 here too? And I'm like, I have no clue. That's a great nope. question. Um, but it's 132. Um, 97. I don't know. I see everything for like, you know, 17, 47, 97. I don't know. I made it 97. 99 feels sneaky because <laughs> it's 100. 97 is 100, but 97 is not 100. So. That's true. I don't, yeah, I don't know why I chose that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, I did it sort of strategically. Um, the course is 97. I have, um, a, a planner I designed. And so this is something else that, you know, I try to think of things that I need that aren't out there. And then I like figure them out for the masses. Um, I created a planner. I designed a planner specifically for birth professionals that has, Suzanne is like going to lose her mind because she is so planner focused. Um, it is ridiculous. I love a planner. I love so, and then I could never find a perfect one. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take it upon myself to create it. It is a regular, it's eight and a half by 11. It is, you know, spiral bound, but it has a page before each month that is just notes for upcoming clients. So you have the monthly calendar after that, and then you flip and it's weekly, but each day is broken up hourly for your appointments and interviews and things like that. On the side of each week, it has a place for like a to-do list, for notes, for goals or whatever. You will find World Breastfeeding Week, you will find World Doula Week on there. Um, and then it has the month before those, it has reminders to plan for World Breastfeeding Week. So what are you planning for your events? Um, and then it has like five pages in the front, five pages in the back of just lines for notes. Um, it has some motivational quotes throughout. 
Um, I put like a lovely little um, heartfelt note in the front. Um, but yeah, so I was like, I can never find something that suits my needs. So I'm just going to create it because I assume my birthy needs are fairly similar to your birthy needs, right? For staying organized. Um, so yeah, so I created a planner. So my, my strategic planning for that was the course is 97. The planner is 35. And then there was a $10 bonus um, that is creating Facebook groups, creating and growing your Facebook group. So it's like a mini course. So I stuck it in there for uh, 10. So you had 10, 35 and 97 were like the price points for it. Um, and most people bought all three, to be honest with you. The, the $10 one was like a, a tripwire. So after you bought the course, it popped up and said for an extra $10, would you like this? And I mean, I'm always a, a, a sucker for like the stuff at the counter. So. Yep. But yeah, so that, um, that was my strategic plan under, um, you know, the supervision of someone who's like a marketing person. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. Um, but yeah, so that's, I don't know why 97 came up, but that's what it was. That's cool. Perfect. And I love the $10 little, uh, I guess, upsell or addition. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm a, I, I, you know what? I like to do that in person. It's the strangest thing. But when I'm with someone, I always almost finish off with, look, if you need an additional three visits, this is how much it is. We can schedule it where you need it. Mm -hmm. And I just throw it out there before I'm leaving someone's house. I mean, yeah. right now, but I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the last thing because someone might be feeling, oh, that's it. And then it's like, no, it's not, but there's, there's more. more. <laughs> well, I had, I mean, I had sent out the link for the, the, new parent page, new parent Facebook page. And I had sent it out to those that had taken my class. But in my infant care class last night that I did, I just mentioned that I'm going to send them a link for it. And, you know, if they want to join it and blah, blah, blah. And this is what it's going to be about and all this stuff. And there was one person that was in my prenatal classes that I had sent it to. But I mean, her husband is a doctor and, you know, she was, she was always kind of like, step back a little bit from you know the information i was getting just listening and asking really great questions but it always seemed like she wasn't sort of connecting um but then after i had thrown that out right at the end before i said bye everybody good luck um when i went to my phone after the class she'd asked to join it was like well there you go so it's, yeah it was like little last minute things to spark something for people yeah. the chocolate in the class, I talk about the importance of like, you know, connection and um, I touch upon Facebook groups, but I wanted the course to be very foundational. Like here are some great ideas, but like there's some follow through that has to, you know, happen with all of them. And so the, the thing that I chose as the follow through bonus was the Facebook groups. Um, so yeah, so that, I mean... For ten dollars extra, and it's great. It, I mean, I actually I talk about the importance, I talk about the why, the where, the whatever, and then the module two is me on my computer building a Facebook group. So like you can see from my business page to how to to the blank group, and I go through every. There's like twenty steps to building the group, the membership questions, the this, the that, um, and you can see me doing it on my screen, and I narrate it all. So well, that's cool. Better than it's better than people watching Minecraft while you do that. Well, it's better than trying to figure it out on your own. I mean, yeah, true. You know, awesome. This has been great. We're 
where yeah as far as time i think awesome. we're good i think we're um, i want to get um if you don't mind because so and and obviously i would ask first but um can i get a picture of the four squares oh, yes yes we're gonna do that, that way you can do some cool stuff with like hey, 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 yeah okay go ahead <laughs> kind of funny because you can't see my camera um all right, everyone look at the camera and say cheese. 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 All right. And I can send this to you guys. Oh, that'd be great. All right, yeah, that'd be great. All right, perfect. Um, well, thank you. And where can people find you? Um, we've been talking all about social media. <laughs> hip to heart, it's like so repetitive. Um, hip to heart.com is my website. Um, I am at hip to heart on Instagram. And then uh, my business page is hip to heart on Facebook. Um, the business group is business for birth professionals. So, um, you know, search that on Facebook and you can join and, um, you know, you can find anything you need from me in there. in, in one of those three things. Awesome. Perfect. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is fantastic. I love this. All right, so this will this will go out on Monday, okay. Monday Ooh. next week. Time, I like it. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have anything in the can, so we're, we're really not, kind we're of scrambling here. <laughs> yeah. We used to have stuff in the can where we could, you know, take a break if if need be or whatever. But COVID hit, and we don't have that. Use yeah. it all. Like everything else. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope everybody rates, reviews, and subscribes. You tell yep. your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, tell three friends. <laughs> we I don't have a... And, and you can win a Timmy's gift card. Oh, please don't. We don't. I don't have any money for that right now. <laughs> on me. On me. Uh, on all me. right. What was that? I missed it. You, uh, Kimberly said invite three friends, and I said you can win a Timmy's gift card on me. There you go. All right, cool. Let us know. Keep us posted. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Get your mask on. Don't be, be awesome. Don't forget to be awesome. Yeah. While you're doing all of those things, while you're staying safe, be awesome too. See that? See how she did that? I always say, don't be an asshole. And she's like, be awesome. Look at how positive that is, right? Well, we should. That's, that's why we go so good together. You do your half and we meet in the middle. <laughs> that's important. That's be true. awesome and don't be an asshole. Yes. And wash your hands too. <laughs> wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have Bye. a great day, everybody. Bye. And you thought we were gone. We're never gone for very long. We have a very important announcement that we need to make. When you think that we're out of your life, we just come right back in. Yeah. But there's more. There's more. There's always more. We wanted to talk a little bit about our friend Marion Wall. Is it Wall or Walls? Just Wall. 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 One, one Wall. Marion Wall. What do you? Who? Who? Um. Say one. What's your favorite memory of Marion? My favorite memory of Marion. Actually, um, I ran into her at a birth when we were both dueling, and. I saw her leaning against the wall and I walked up behind her and touched her on the back. And she's like, I don't even give a shit who's touching me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just slipped out and it was so organic and she was so tired. Um, yeah. I'm like, well, you know me. So, <laughs> and that's how that started. But it was just, it was so 
Marion. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, her wedding. Her wedding was a wonderful. That's what I was gonna say. My two memories, my two favorite memories, because I can't choose between between them. Is the the one where I met her at the hospital, where she was at a birth, and I was giving my class a tour, and she needed to get a ball or something out of the or a birth ball or something out of the cupboard in the room, and she walked in tattooed with her head. I think she, that was when she had her head shaved on one side. Um, lots of piercings and whatever. And she walked in and um, we had never seen each other, but I knew immediately who she, we had never met in life, but I immediately knew who she was and she knew who I was. And it was like, ah, we're old friends. And it was great to see her. That was my very first time. And then of course, watching her, Marion had this fantastic Halloween themed wedding with this amazing dress, headdress, makeup, and that, I, I, that image of her. She's just kick-ass, badass, all the asses. She does everything all the way. Yeah. All the way. Marion Kim? Right? Have you ever met Marion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my brain is so messed up half the time. Um, I do remember I sold her the best hutch and cabinet and dining room table and chairs that I ever owned. Oh. Um, love that hutch. Wish I still had it. I have this giant piece of shit behind me over here. This particular hutch, I know this is not about Marion, but this particular hutch never took in any dust. I never had to dust anything in that hutch. But, <laughs> but yeah, when she... Um, was she still married to her first husband at the time? I think so. When they moved into a new house, mm-hmm. um, and my husband, my husband at the time, went down with it, and they and helped her move it in. I think mm. that, was a, that was a long time ago. And mm-hmm. then helping her out at a uh, a birth loss. So she was at another birth when her when one of her clients. Um, was losing their baby or had lost their baby and, and had to go into labor. It was a late stage uh, pregnancy loss. And I sort of held the space for her until she showed up. And she came in from that birth. This was before she was a midwife. She came in before that birth and I just asked to, to speak to her outside afterwards. And she had this big, huge like hockey bag of shit that she rolled around with her. Um, and I'm like, she looked exhausted. And, mm-hmm. and I sort of gave her a rundown of, as to sort of where we were in the process and things like that. And then I said, look, when it's all over and done with, because she took the bus everywhere. She yeah. never, I yeah. said, uh, she didn't drive. I said, when all is said and done, I need you to promise me that you're going to take a cab home. She's like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll take the bus. It's okay. And I'm like, do you need money? Because I, I want to make sure that you are taking a cab home. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think she realized at that point sort of what she was in for at the birth itself um, with, with a loss. Um, so I, uh, I was like, look, I'm going to I'll give you money. I don't know. She didn't take my money. Um, but she called me afterwards and said, thank you for insisting that I do that because I think I'm not sure she had been to one before that. This was her very first. And I had already been through one just a little bit before that. So I was happy that I was able to 
do that for her. And it's been amazing to watch her grow and change and flourish. And no matter what crap and bullshit gets thrown at her, she is always moving forward. And I think I, I like, it kind of reminds me a bit of me um, in, in that my issues are not anywhere near what she's going through right now. So, but I love to see that determination to just keep going forward and keep moving and which I think is, is what she is. Who she is. Of mm -hmm. And constantly reinventing herself. That's, those are the things I admire the most about her. So Steph, why don't you tell us about a little bit about what Marion's going through right now? Um, well, I mean, I think everybody knows in, in her community that over the past couple of years, there's been um, kind of this ongoing list of things that seem to be piling up health-wise, things that had not been challenges before for her, but have now shown up or held on. Um, and Marion, again, being a force, one to not be uh, slowed by a no or a maybe, um, really, really forged forward, insisting on testing being done, insisting on showing up and getting things done. And after all of that, um, we finally have an answer. Uh, all of these things culminated in finding out that she has systemic Lyme. Now here in Canada, Lyme is, is a diagnosis, but it's a gray area diagnosis without a firm covered by healthcare treatment plan. There are treatment plans that are steadily and readily available in the States um, and elsewhere in, uh, in the Netherlands and lots of places where there, it is seen as a systemic issue and treated as such. In Canada, it's still a gray area and none of it is covered by OHIP. It, it is, um, everything is out of pocket. Everything from the initial test to find out, um, to find out where it is because it infects the heart and the lungs and it's, it's everywhere in her body at this point. Um, there's not a piece that hasn't been impacted. She's currently losing her hearing because of, uh, oh my God, I see your dog. Um, hi Ziggy. That's, she needs a Ziggy. Well, she has a bunch of cats, but uh, <laughs> who love her up every day. But um, in addition to that, there's, there's been a growth on, uh, on her thyroid. And after the initial testing, they believe that it is cancer, but the actual biopsy can't be done because of COVID. Um, so she's on a waiting list for the biopsy at this point. But it is also, uh, thyroid cancer is highly related to Lyme. So it's uh, in the places that recognize it. So as of right now, what we're trying to do is make it easier. So Marion did not get placement after um, midwifery school. She did not uh, get into a unit, so she was actually unemployed after all of those years of dedication to university and everything. So um, okay. that was hard hitting before the diagnosis. It did allow her a little bit of time to get to continue to get into see her doctors and things like that and try and follow up on that. But um, financially speaking, this has been devastating. So we, as her doula community, are trying to just make it a little easier, make her not have to decide whether she's uh, feeding herself or going for treatment. Um, it's not a decision anybody should have to make is to pay a bill or, or take care of your health. 
Um, yeah, so we have a go. That, that, that Marion was a, a La Leche League leader. She was the go-to person for twins. Anybody who was breastfeeding twins, because Marion is the mother of twins, and she was the person you, you, you sent people to who were breastfeeding twins in Toronto. And uh, yes, she also was a doula. And yes, she is a midwife. She finished midwifery school. She's just not practicing with a practice. That's yeah. right. And she um, also, we belong to Koala Mamas, a baby wearing group. And she would just show up with her babies and her carriers and stay till after until anybody who wanted to come and figure out how to carry and wear their baby, she'd hook you up and she'd just show up. And again, hauling twins, breastfeeding across the city to go wherever meetings were and stuff, just show up. So, uh, and that's just, it's a testament to who she is. You just, you just go. Yeah. Now she really needs to not go more so than any of us because of uh, how depressed her immune system is. She needs to be home, which is not, not who she is. Um, this has been, that's been a really big strain on her. And so now we're trying to show up for her. Right. That's it. Um, there's another thing besides being just a doula, Marion was active in keeping the St. Joe's uh, volunteer doula program going. Um, even when they kept trying to kind of shut it down, she'd show up and say, no, people in this community need the support. And she just kept showing up for that too, even when they were kind of starting to let it fall down and hoping that it would taper out. And she was just like, no, that's not happening. Um, people need support. I'm gonna just keep showing up. So that, that is a testament to uh, who this amazing woman, mother, partner, leader, midwife, friend is. Yeah. So is there a link to, is there like an actual um, address, web address? Oh, so the link to the GoFundMe is in the Pragmatic Doula's uh, bio on Instagram. Um, and there is also a link in the Pragmatic Doula's Facebook page as well. Okay, also, those who, um, people aren't comfortable putting credit card information and stuff like that into GoFundMe or any of those online platforms. So for those who um, are not comfortable doing that, uh, she, I asked and she is okay for a direct, direct payment as well. So if someone wanted to send, if everybody listening to this sent $5, she would be in that program now. We've reached our first milestone to get an assessment. Um, we had enough to get an assessment, but she needs another $800 to complete that assessment's testing, not the testing that was done before. And we're going to try to raise about $10,000 altogether. But every increment, every $5 matters. So. Yeah. There's the link in the bio to, um, to the GoFundMe. Uh, I'm going to adjust the link to add Marion's email address in there so that if you're not comfortable with that and you prefer just direct, just directly send money without putting in any saved information, we'll do that too. Um, but you know, I wanna say huge thanks to those who have, and, and it's been amazing. It's, it's a really hard time for many doulas because we can't work in hospitals right now. Everyone's really holding on to what they have, but I have been blown away, away by how many people have put in 
five, ten, twenty dollars, just what they can, and it's made a huge difference. It is those payments that have got us in the door to the clinic. So thank you, thank you for everyone who has done that. The name of the GoFundMe is, um, I think it's fun. Um, does anyone remember what it's called? I think it's called Marion's Lyme Treatment. Um, support for Marion's Lyme Treatment or something along those lines. Uh, it is in the, but yeah, it is on our website. It is, on, sorry, it is on the Facebook page. It is on our Pragmatic Doulas page. Um, and if anyone has any questions, please shoot us a message, thepragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. We're happy to answer any questions about it or connect you with Marion directly. Um, if you have any ideas on grants, health, health grants, health subsidies for Lyme in Canada, would love to hear about it. Anything that would help, we are, we, we're here for it. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, support for um, Marion's Lyme treatment organized by Stephanie Lynch. Yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Great. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you can even just five bucks that will that will move us forward in uh, in helping Mary and get the treatment that she needs, which really, if anybody <laughs> deserves it, it's that woman. She is a force and we'd like to keep her moving forward. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.